2: Support Wrestle Talk! Give us a subscribe. Hello and welcome to Wrestle Ramble. This is Luke Owen, I'm Ollie Davis, and today we're going to be going through our Great Balls of Fire predictions and revealing who won that in the latest chapter of the war over this briefcase, not a lunchbox. And we'll be undertaking the latest fantasy booking warfare, where both of us will be pitching our ideas to turn Bailey heel. That's how bad things have gotten, folks. We're pitching to turn Bailey heel. If you want to go to either of those discussions right away and not experience the ramble chatty bit that we're going to do now, because we haven't seen each other for a while on the podcast at least, click the timestamps in the video description below to be taken right there, or stay here for me to say congratulations, Luke Owen. Thank you very on much. a
3: three days of doing the Wrestle Talk news, thank you and very associated much. Associated videos. On your own. Yeah, no, it was good fun. I very much enjoyed it. A couple of teething issues here yeah. and there. Had some troubles with, uh, with the old Google machine. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, it was a, a very fun experience. And thank you uh, to all of those who gave me nice feedback and constructive feedback as well, which I took on board. And by, by the time I did the Smackdown review, I sort of got into a much better... A lot of people were complaining because my... Uh, you my, mean the last video? Yes, because people were complaining that my videos were too visual. And that um, that people like just to listen to the videos as opposed to watch them. So my when I would introduce a segment as this match X Y and Z, people were like, I don't know what match you're talking about. So and you've got to say the name. So of You've got match. to say the name of the match first. So I you know I learned, and I think that going by the um, uh, the, the reaction from the wrestle Talkers, the WrestleTalk Talk Universe, I am uh, Wrestle Talks Roman Reigns. Where you know, yeah, I, mean, no. I mean, oh yeah, totally. I mean, you're you're Samoa Joe. Like you're no. you're universally loved, whereas I'm I'm the Roman Reigns of WrestleTalk Talk. Whereas like there is a portion that really like me, and there are a portion that really don't like me because I'm not you because I'm I'm not the guy.
2: I I wouldn't YouTube comments can be a bit <laughs> skewed. Uh, sometimes they just hate whatever goes up yeah, yeah. there uh, one one bit of constructive criticism I was actually quite curious of mm. and I never picked up on it before and I think a lot of people want to know because it was the question most commonly asked in the comments that I saw on your videos Luke. yeah
3: what's with the ears yeah a lot of people are really bugged by the fact that I tuck my ears into my hat so there's a reason why is because my ears are, are quite tall so that whenever I wear a baseball cap they kind of like they, they, they poke out, essentially. They flap out. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll show you.
2: I'm going to have to describe this for podcast listeners right now. Luke has removed his ears from the top of the hat.
3: So you see now they kind of, like, go...
2: Well, and now he's trying to speak despite not having the headset on. Well, yeah,
3: but, you know, he's... Sort of like, they, they just sort of poke out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like well, that. why doesn't
2: anybody else have this problem?
3: Because I've got very... Oh.
2: Isn't, isn't there a way to to position your hat where... I think that's so. Oh,
3: no, wait, they do look a bit silly. Doesn't it look... It's kind of hard not to unsee as well. That's what I mean. It just looks silly. So to all mm. those people who wonder why I do it, that's why I do it because it looks ridiculous otherwise. Well, I'm glad that's settled. But I like to wear a hat because I've got a really naff receding hairline. Yeah. And I like wearing hats. I've always worn baseball caps and I like it. If you look at the right angle, I used to be very
2: concerned about this old receding hairline mm. as well. Uh, if you look at the right angle, like sort of like this, <laughs> so you're looking down your nose at the camera, no one can see. No one can see. No. It. No. Uh, but I think you did a swaff job, man. Thanks, man. And it means I got to have a holiday. Yeah. Usually when I go away, which is quite rare, I, but I have done it twice in recent weeks with Glastonbury yeah. and, and Cornwall. Uh, nothing happens. The, the the channel just stops, yeah. so I don't really go away. But you you made it happen. Thank so you much. So I brought much. you back a present oh, from Cornwall, which man. is where I went. And it's some um, caramel-made oh. delicious fudge. It's Rollie's fudge, and it is sea salt flavoured. Oh, I Ooh. love it. Oh, It was handmade in foy, uh, which is written foey, uh, which I just continued to pronounce foey to everyone to kind of annoy the pirates. I, I would have there. gone with Foey had I read that. Now you told me before we got started that you actually can't eat these. I uh,
3: yes. So I, I don't think this has been brought. It's been brought up on the the Flicker Myth podcast, the movie show that we do. But it's I'm not even in your present. But it's not been brought up onto the Wrestle Ramble that I am on a years, um, a midlife crisis, um, year long pilgrimage. I think. As you talk about this, do you mind if I have one? Go for my, it. My mouth actually oh, it, starting. I was going to was gonna say, but don't like try and chew into the microphone too much because that's, okay. that's a disgusting it must be sound. Horrible, yeah. Um, Well, I'm on like a a, a bit of a midlife crisis year-long pilgrimage where I have given up um, junk food, chocolate, sweets, and fizzy drinks, so I can't actually have any fudge uh, until 2018. Is it good? Really good. It looks so good. <laughs> I'm really, really gutted that I can't have any. I was, I was saying to Ollie earlier. Oh my, my god! Uh, earlier in the week, my lady partner decided to have a crunchy next to me that she had uh, got from underneath our our bed because that's where all the chocolate I had left over from Christmas was. Mm. And she took a crunchy and ate it in front. Of, not ate it in front of me. She didn't like you know chomp it in my face. But I could hear the sweet crunchiness of the uh, the honeycomb. And you can hear this through your headphones. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. And I, it looks... I love fudge. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever told you this before, but I love fudge. It's really great. Do you want a fudge fact from Davis history? Oh, let's have a fudge fact
2: from Davis history. So I had... I was a bit of a scamp as a child. I, I worked everywhere. Worked in as many places as I could. And uh, one of my 14-year-old jobs... There was a concession stand at the back of the tills in Asda in Swanley, which is near where I grew up, where actually IPW run all their shows. Mm. I had no idea because the Internet wasn't a thing when I was a kid. So I was like, I want to be a wrestler when I grow up. I had no idea that where I learnt to swim as a child, one of the bigger wrestling promotions in Britain were running their shows. (coughs) Excuse me. Uh, But anyway, this concession stall. Was a little sweet stand, hmm. and amongst its wide uh, ar- array of jobs and duties that you would have to do there, because there was only one person, man in the stand, was you would have to you would have to pack fudge. I thought this might be where that story was heading. Yeah, yeah. and of course, to to pack fudge, to be a fudge
3: packer, is a derogatory term for a homosexual person because here in England at least anyway yeah, I, yes. I don't know if that that uh, insult travels near and far mm.
2: but you can kind of work out yourselves where how that literally translates hopefully you've got a visual right
3: now as a very childish child yeah. and a young teenager i thought that was the funniest insult mm. um i wasn't i you know i don't even use it as a as a derogatory term against uh homosexuals i just think it's a funny word to call people yeah i what would you why would you use a derogatory term against them well absolutely why would you do exactly. Exactly. because that would be very bad. And uh,
2: I always like dickhead. Yeah that's, a, that's, yeah, that's that's a, a really yeah. satisfying one to say.
3: But anyway, yeah. As as a Brit as well. And it only really works if you're a Brit, because the Americans can't say it properly. And, How do they say it? Uh, well, no, I, I was going to say another one, but I'm not sure whether we can say because we're trying not to swear on, on Is this. Is it the channel. W? The, the T. No, 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 the T-W-A-T
2: word. Yeah, it's not to say that, but it's it just take the S off of swaft, <laughs> and you
3: kind of... <laughs> You know, you know, Well, it's I spelt it out. So, T W A T. But the Americans say it T W O T. They say it
2: twats, don't they?
3: Yes, they. They. It rhymes with um, hot rather than yeah. rhymes with hat, which is what it should. Swaft. rhyme with.
2: It rhymes with swaff. It
3: rhymes with swaff. Yeah. Uh, anyway, my friends
2: only zeroed in on the fudge packing duties of my sweet stand job and i've been forever known as a as a fudge packer in the most literal sense of the word <laughs> so let's do the great balls of fire run through do you just want to run through who won and uh, each match and yeah. who we chose do you
3: want me to do this yes you, you because get, i want to have another piece of fudge oh i see i thought you were giving me this because you have <laughs> you haven't really seen the pay-per-view yet. there's that as well yeah, yeah so I, you. The only thing I've seen
2: really this week is Bobby Fish's debut match on NXT. Yes. Which, which, is, which is fine. We it's, sort
3: of watched that today, uh, yesterday, didn't we? Yeah, and, yeah I uh, went home and watched the rest of it, yeah. And we watched, um, well, while we were having lunch today in the studio, we watched a bit of Starcade 1998. Yeah, that's how exciting things get in the <laughs> studio. What was it? it was a triple threat, uh, Kidman and Hubentou- Mysterio. And Juventus Guerrero. And, the and then after the match, Eddie Guerrero came down to berate Juventus uh, Guerrero. Hoovie. And, and my friends and I used to call Reg Mysterio because he had a T-shirt once in WWE where like the the uh, the Y was like curled over, yeah. and a, a non wrestling friend of ours was like, oh, "Who's this Reg Mysterio?"
2: Well, Reginald Mysterio, <laughs> yeah, so
3: we, not very Latino. So is We is it? called him Reg Mysterio, mm. uh, and he came down to berate uh, uh, Hoovy and Reg and uh, then eddie guerrero had a match with billy kidman and they were both like billy kidman wrestled for like 40 minutes yeah. at the start of the pay for you was very impressive
2: eddie's um ch- eddie had a great line when he was challenged like he was mouthing off to billy kidman like why don't you come on down here and fight me for the title kidman comes out going okay then uh or unless you're scared and Guerrero, goes, i'm not scared <laughs> like but he was obviously scared <laughs> i'm, I'm and... just
3: not mentally prepared yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i haven't had time to prepare and i'm not, not even was- in my gear
2: <laughs> It's like Eddie. Top notch. So good. Uh, but yes, go Sorry, I'll take I'm actually gonna take my headphones off in case the previous discussion because it's a crumbly fudge rather than a chewy fudge so it's got mm-hmm. a weird taste to it yeah
3: uh so we had the uh, the kickoff neville versus akira tozawa which neville picked up the victory following um a, a kick to his great balls of fire we both went neville in this which i think was a fairly easy one to predict and it was indeed neville won uh on the main card we had enzo versus the Casshole. I actually went for a draw. I thought it would go to a brutal beatdown no contest and then they would have some sort of gimmick match at SummerSlam. However, it seems that though this feud has just been killed dead and, uh, yeah, Cass just won in a very decisive manner, which you predicted. The heat. Oh, sorry, the heat. Maybe it's
2: because of the heat.
3: Oh, it could be because of the heat. For more information on that, watch the, uh, the Talk News, uh, which you did the other day. Uh, yesterday, in fact. So good. Uh, coming up next we had Shamaro taking on the Hardys in an Iron Man tag team match a match I very much enjoyed wasn't quite the match of the year contender that the commentary team was making it out to be um, nor what actually a few people on- a uh, few people online have said as well I thought this was quite a good match but the Uh, I think the opening 10 minutes and the last 10 minutes were great but the middle bit wasn't so good common flaw with Iron Man matches you've got to you've got to draw it out yeah absolutely Uh, but uh, we both predicted that Shamaro would win and they did Uh, really great ending sequence to that match though, which was very very good and then The Miz and Dean Ambrose had another match um, and it looks like they're going to have yeah. another match at SummerSlam. Uh, there was someone in the comments section who said that they never want to see this feud end because they love both <laughs> of them. That's called um, Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Beauty and the Beast is about it. Mm. Uh, but the Miz picked up mm. the victory um, thanks to some interference from the Miz Taraj. i really, I really like the Miz Taraj um, just because I just think they look so goofy. Because mm. Curtis is dressed like a middle aged dad. And then Bo Dallas is dressed like one-man gang. And it's just, it's just a really funny dynamic between the two of them. I like it in the way
2: that I like Sami Zayn's performance on SmackDown when he does his nerdy. Oh, wacky, sorry, I did that yeah. bit. Oh, hey. Woody Allen, the thing. Yeah. In that, it's good. Like, it, it's done well but I don't think that's how they should be used. So okay,
3: interesting. It's a
2: weird kind of enjoyment. Yeah,
3: I like them in the sense of that I really enjoyed j and J security for Seth Rollins. Mm. I remember speaking to a non-wrestling friend. Uh, it was a, a non-wrestling mother, in fact. Her son was really into uh, uh, into wrestling. And she was like, but I don't understand. Like, He's this really like buff dude, and then he's got these two tiny like sm- small people that flank him. like, they're not imposing security. And I'm like, yeah, that's the joke. Yeah. They're meant to be rubbish, like, and that's that. You know, that's it's like um, uh, the Stooges when they had um, Gerald Briscoe and Pat Patterson flanking yeah. Vince McMahon, Mr. McMahon. Sorry. Anywho, we then had for the Raw Women's Championship a match you and I both got wrong because we both went for Alexa. Now, while Alexa did retain her title, Sasha Banks got the win through a count-out loss, uh, a loss which uh, ending which I thought was. So incredibly lazy because we just saw it on the last, just the standard walkout. Yeah, we just saw it on the last pay per view when the Usos did it yeah. to the New Day. I just think it's, it's Brian Alvarez on uh, Wrestling Observer and Figure Four always says that like, and Dave Meltzer's has noted this as well a lot that WWE often like they find a, a finish that works, like they've all of a sudden they just discovered this finish that they haven't done in ages. That like, oh, this gets us out of this situation. So then they just keep doing that finish. For a while, it was the distraction The finish. distraction roll-up. Yeah, the distraction roll-up. And yeah. every show had a distraction roll-up finish because it was a finish that they, they kind of latched onto. So I'd imagine we're probably going to see a few more count-out losses Brilliant. in the coming months. So we both went for Alexa, and that was wrong. Then, here comes another one which we differed on. Seth Rollins versus Bray Wyatt. Um, do you want to take over now that you've had your fudge? Or do you want well, to I, I had Seth, and you had Bray. Yes. Uh, and Bray won. Yeah, well, I thought that Bray would get the first win and then they'd have the rematch at SummerSlam where the 2K18 thing is going to be more heavily promoted Mm. and Seth Rollins can get the win there. However, then uh, Bray just beats Seth again on Raw and it seems like Bray's moving away from that feud as well and and Seth is going into a feud with Miz and Dean Ambrose I read a rumour today, I don't know where it was started, but uh, they said that Bray's being groomed for a main event feud of some sort so that
2: kind of that fits into that yeah
3: absolutely two two wins over Seth Rollins will certainly do that but anyway I said Bray so I was right on that one so we're now so now ti- we're level we're now at high yeah four four out of six each yeah uh then uh well spoilers we both went for the same things in the next uh, couple of matches Roman Reigns v Braun Strowman decent little brawl more about the angle afterwards I felt uh but we both said that Roman would win mm-hmm. and in fact Brawny the Strowman won Meltzer gave us a bad tip Tim Meltzer did tip us off poor there. Um, although, in all fairness, Roman Reigns basically beat himself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was a terrible ending. So, the idea was that Roman Reigns would win
2: because the reported uh, main event of SummerSlam was going to be Reigns versus Lesnar. The match that was originally meant to main event WrestleMania 34 was reportedly being moved back. But various other people have said, no, that's not the case. It's going to be something else at
3: SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: and it seems like it is something else at SummerSlam. Yeah, Bill
3: Batty seems to be very much on the uh, on the case with this. Mm-hmm. He was the one who said it was not going to be Roman v Brock at SummerSlam. Yeah. And uh, he seemed to be quite on the money with that one.
2: And finally, we've got Brock, Brock-
3: Lesnar versus Samoa Joe. Brock Lesberg versus Samoan Joe. And uh, yeah, Brock won. Um, I thought the match went far too short. anywhere knew about six minutes. So. Yeah,
2: that's a shame man. So I can't really comment because I haven't watched it.
3: But the uh, just one F5 finished him off See, I don't mind that at all And I think this is, this is quite typical of, of wrestling fans Where we complain that there's too many kickouts of finishes mm. And then as soon as one finisher puts no We're like, oh, well now he looks weak mm. Now he's, you know, you're not <coughs> kicking out of enough finishes Well, it's, it's a case-by-case thing, really
2: mm. Because the build that this match had Combined with the six-minute length
3: I can see why people were annoyed by the one finisher. Yeah, but the one finisher, I think, is is not the part to focus on. It's the Mm. six-minute length. Like, if this match... All it needed was another five minutes. Mm -hmm. I think if they had another five minutes and then the 1F5 at the end, I I would have had absolutely no complaints about it. But unfortunately, I, I just thought it went too short. But yeah, we both got six out of eight on our predictions. Which means that currently,
2: for the month... It's 2 1 to you because you won the fantasy booking scenario
3: Mm. for the Kurt Angle mystery thing,
2: which turns out looks like (laughs) I was going to be right.
3: Well, unless it is Dixie Carter, which it's not going to be Dixie Carter. Come on, guys, it's not going to be Dixie Carter. It's not like she was this amazing on screen talent. Well, exactly. I mean, we were talking about this with some of the guys in the the studio yesterday that, like, it's not like they're going to bring out Dixie Carter and everyone's like, oh my God, it's Dixie Carter. Everyone's going to be like, Who's this? Who is this woman? Hmm. Because she wasn't even a TV character when everyone was actually watching TNA. She was an on-screen character during like, some of TNA's really downturn years. Hmm. Um, so it's, yeah, I don't think there's going to be a lot of people who'd be like, oh my god, it's Dixie. It's not like Eric Bischoff coming out on Raw. Anyway, it's all for this, of course, inside this lunchbox. That you uh, hit me with a steel yeah, chair sorry over. sorry about that, mate. How, yeah. how are you feeling? It's fine. I had, I had a couple of ice packs on, my, yeah. on me yesterday. Yeah, you but, sold it well. Well, I mean, as someone said on Twitter, well, I'd be selling my injuries, but I am the Dean Ambrose of WrestleTalk, so I'm just going to just keep running and doing yeah, topes. Yeah, do, do a dive. Yeah. Uh, so 2-1 at the moment for the month. Of course, at the end
2: of the month, the person with the most predictions slash fantasy booking warfare wins will get the lunchbox. So, on to the next fantasy book in warfare
0: There.
2: I'm gonna put the money in the bank, my money in the bank briefcase mm-hmm. just here to remind what the prize is. Yep. So uh the fancy book in warfare this week is
3: How we Would Turn Bailey Heel. Yes, the Bailey Heel turn. You won the last one, so yep. you begin. So winners go first. Let me just bring up I'm gonna hope now that I've actually saved my memory. I did you want to tell everybody when you came up with this idea? About five minutes before we came in to record this. Luke was looking very (laughs) sweaty and worried. I came up with mine yesterday. Because, right, okay, so we were meant to record this episode yesterday and we'd text each other on Wednesday night saying that, yeah, okay, we'll do the Bailey heel turn as the fancy booking warfare. So I had Wednesday night and then Thursday... Which is when you came up with yours, right? You came up with yours I came up
2: with mine in the morning, yeah.
3: Yeah, and then I was editing uh, Sunday's video, so I was a bit preoccupied with that. And then I was editing all the way home yesterday, and then I was kind of editing into the evening as well. And then it was until I got to the studio today, I was like, oh, I still haven't done my Mm -hmm. fantasy booking warfare. And then I forgot again, because we were finalizing Sunday's video. And uh, yeah, so I came up with this about... I had my lunch... And then while Starcade was on in the background, I uh, fantasy booked.
2: If this is going to be very, like, <laughs> she gets being, lays down for Hulk Hogan in the middle of the ring,
3: <laughs> I know where <laughs> you've got this idea from. So, yeah, go for it, man. Okay, so, our story begins at SummerSlam. For the Royal Women's Championship, we have a fatal four way between Bailey. Alexa Bliss, Sasha Banks, and Nia Jax. I think that's the direction they're more or less heading anyway. In the build-up to SummerSlam, Bailey is going on a complete winning streak. She is like, they're going to be... Uh, what I'd like to see for the build for this is that they just bring up girls, local jobbers to come in, so they're not beating women on the roster, they're just beating jobbers and stars from NXT maybe coming up. So like, you know, not like a, a, a Peyton Royce or a Billy Kay, but like a, a Santana Garrett just coming up and just you know losing in 30 seconds but bailey of all of them is the one that is looking the most impressive and the one who's looking the most dominant she needs to have a good rocket behind her going into this match at summerslam which she wins decisively she dominates the match wins and is the raw women's champion and everyone is elated because bailey is again ascended to the throne the very next night on raw she gets challenged by sasha banks who was you know who had a good showing in the uh, the, the women's match but just couldn't quite get there so she challenges bailey to a raw women's championship match during that match bailey gets the visual pin the main event bailey gets the visual pin with a bailey to belly but the referee is out sasha then rolls her up fistful of tights and gets the win sasha banks is now the Raw Women's Champion. Bailey had a less than 24 hour reign. After such a dominant streak and a dominant showing at SummerSlam, she's once again back in the chase for the title, even though she actually had the match won. So, Bailey can't get her rematch. Every time she's trying to get into a number one contendership match, she keeps getting screwed out of it. There's DQs, this, that, and the other. But she still looks great in each one of those, and she does, keep, and she keeps getting visual pins throughout this. But she just cannot get the rematch. Sasha, on the other hand, is lying, cheating, and stealing her way to victories all the way through uh, through the Survivor Series. She is emulating her hero Eddie Guerrero, and she keeps bringing up. So Sasha, although the babyface, is also showing some heelish tendencies because. She wants to keep. She essentially is cheating to win. To a heelish move, but she's a babyface while doing it. The same I way, thought Sasha is the heel here. No, no, no. Sasha's the babyface here. When did Bailey turn heel? Bailey hasn't turned heel yet. Okay. Oh, but she's still okay. So, Bailey is still a babyface, but Sasha and Sasha is also a babyface, but showing heelish tendencies. Mm-hmm. We get to Survivor Series. Bailey is the number one contender, and this is marketed as like the rematch. It's the rematch of Takeover Brooklyn one and they do this big video package they're building this up for weeks almost to the, like the extent of like brock v joe where they're building in like hyping this up and being like this is the rematch that everybody wants to see it's babyface versus babyface. it's friend versus friend and they do this big old build and this big old video package highlighting that friendship bailey once again in this match gets the visual pin and the referee is down and out bailey frustrated just doesn't know what left to do she keeps winning matches but no one is there to count that win do
2: you just want to explain what a visual pin is oh just yeah. in case okay yeah so a
3: visual pin is when you have your opponent pinned but the referee's not there to count it so like you know the referee's knocked down you get the pin and the crowd goes one two three four five but the referee doesn't get there anyway bailey starts to freak out um and oh no sorry <clears throat> Sorry, bailey gets the visual pin and uh Referee finally wakes up. One, two, kick out. Banks kicks out. Oh, so close, so close to ba- again becoming champion. As, ref- as Bailey is arguing with the rep, Sasha rolls her up, grabs her, f- her fistful of tights. One, two, Bailey kicks out. Great near fall, ever- because that's how Sasha's been winning all of her matches. Everyone thinks that's going to be the finish here. Bailey gets up and freaks out at Sasha. It's like, why do you keep cheating? Why are you cheating to win? And Sasha's like, I'm not, I'm not. I'm just like, I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm playing by the rules. I'm playing by the rules. She's like, no, you're not. And just like screaming in her face. As she's screaming and she's trying to do it, she just grabs her and hits a massive Bailey to belly and knocks down to the ground. And she goes for the cover and then she stops. And she picks her up, grabs her another Bailey's belly and slams her down again. She goes for the pin and she's like, no. And she picks her up. And she slams her down to the mat again with another Bailey to Belly. The commentators at this point now are selling this like absolute death, begging for Bailey to stop. You've got to stop this madness. Corey Graves, breaking his heel persona, is begging for Bailey to stop. Charlotte and Becky Lynch come down because this is their friend. And this it's a joint pay-per-view. It's a joint pay-per-view. This is, you know, the, this is the four horsewomen coming together and they're coming down to beg her to stop doing it and she just ignores them and just keeps picking her up and throwing down these Bailey's belts. She's hit about six by this point. And then she just looks at them, flips them all off and then she puts her foot on Sasha's chest and gets the one, two, three. And that's your Bailey heel turn. Okay, tough, tough one to, to beat there. Thank you very much. Now, obviously, regular viewers to this know that you and I have very different styles with writing <laughs> out our uh, fantasy book and warfare, uh, Whereas I have a couple of bullet points, and I kind of like I, I, you know, I sometimes I'll like, I'll ad lib in between those bullet points. Whereas you like to write essays. Yeah, yeah. I've got a.
2: I mean, that's quite. That's not as long as usual. That's like what a page and a half. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, right. so
3: I'm 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 in. I'm not. I haven't looked at the screen. I
2: don't know what you're so going. So here's my Bailey heel turn thing. Now, before we get into this, you've got to remember, I'm booking this for the strengths of everyone. The real money in Bailey is to become a super babyface. At the moment, for if we're gonna turn her heel, I still don't think the right thing to do is turn a heel. But that's the rules of the game for this fancy booking warfare. So this, keep in mind, is a way to turn Bailey heel with the aim of getting her over as a bigger babyface. Mm, mm-hmm, okay. In the end of it. So that's where this this goes. So, uh, just a little bit of uh, a prelude. Great Balls of Fire, of course. Alexa walked out and retained against Sasha. And on Raw the next night, Bailey pinned Bliss in the tag team match that they had with Jax and Banks on the respective sides. Okay, so it's announced that Sasha Banks will get her rematch against Alexa Bliss at SummerSlam after the Great Balls of Fire walkout. And after a while, Jax, because she's got that whole thing going on with Bliss. Like you you said you'll give me a title shot. I've been helping you out as your bodyguard. Jax is also added into this match, so it's currently a three way. Bailey goes up to Banks backstage and says, Well, can can I be added to the SummerSlam match as well? I'm I'm a female wrestler on Raw too. Uh, Because, and she's, she pinned Bliss on the Raw just last week. And she never got a fair rematch from losing her title. She, you know, she had to do the kendo stick on a pole nonsense. And she just hates Bliss. Also, SummerSlam is the two-year anniversary of their infamous NXT TakeOver Brooklyn match in the same city. And Banks says, look, even if it was up to her being, like, and it's probably a good thing that it's not. Because in the main event, it's everyone for themselves. And I... I want the title. Like, I don't want to have to take you out to win. And and especially because, Bailey, you lack that killer instinct, building up on the thing that they've been playing up for ages, mm-hmm. that Bailey hasn't got that edge that gets her the victories. Uh, so, so she wouldn't want to beat up her best friend, Banks is saying, essentially. So Bailey, as the odd one out, has another sit-down interview with Corey Graves, like they did in that awful segment, yeah. building up to... Great balls of fire, but this time she's she's quite honest. She's like, I'm it was the lost. Was Extreme Rules? Oh, was it Extreme Rules? Sorry, what did I say? Great balls of fire. Great balls of fire. She, wasn't even, she wasn't even on the card. Let's <laughs> just call it backlash. Uh, so she's saying she's lost to Corey. She doesn't know what to do anymore, and Corey sort of sort of breaks the interview and says, "Look, I wasn't gonna do this because I find your optimism insufferable, uh, but I might not be able to wrestle, but I damn sure know how to win." And if you come under my wing, Bailey, mm. I can help you get that killer instinct. I saw the promise in NXT, but let's be honest, since coming to the main roster, it hasn't been all roses like it should have been. I can teach you to have that killer instinct, Bailey. Bailey seems tempted, but then go this is still in the interview. She seems tempted, like maybe that's a good idea. But then she goes, You know what? You've just solidified my own thinking. Cheating, shortcuts, that's not my way. I'm gonna do it out, and I'm gonna earn it, and I'm gonna do it my way. So over the next few uh, weeks, building up to SummerSlam, she she embarks on a mission of rebuilding. She uh, she starts to beat local competitors, similar to what you said. Mm-hmm. I've got in here, bring up a few May Young Classic entrants, kind of promote that because it's coming up on the on the network. Nice bit of cross promotion there. She's sort of doing the Cena, the John Cena building up young talent, but beating them. They look good in defeat, but Bailey looks like this American hero almost. And Corey's saying on commentary all throughout, this is all well and good, but you know, she, she needs to show a mean streak, that's where she's fallen down in the past, she's still not learning from her mistakes. Cole points out that Bailey is doing things her way, the right way, uh, Corey persists saying that if she's ever going to become championship material again, she's got to embrace the hate a little bit, she's, that's what she's missing. Then on the go home episode of Raw, just before SummerSlam, Kurt Angle Seeing Bailey's progression says Bailey. I'm not going to give you a spot, but if you can beat Nia Jacks tonight, you will take Nia Jax's spot. Nice, like it. So Jax is outraged, obviously, because As like you would what be. the hell? But Banks is owed this sort of rematch. So, and Jax was only going to get it because of Bliss, Bliss's favour. Uh, so Jax and Banks have. Uh, this this match on Raw. It's a good match. Banks is in Bailey's corner. Bliss is in Jax's corner. That there, there's sort of some interference. Banks and Bliss chasing each other around the, the ring. Uh, Bliss inter- Bliss interferes. They do the spot where Bliss jumps up and then jumps down. So Sasha gets up and the referees like saying Sasha Banks get off. Mm-hmm. Uh Jax and Bailey are both down and Jax is sort of on the ropes with her head out. And then Bliss Hits Jacks with the belt.
3: Wow!
2: So Jax sort of like flops over. Uh, Bailey gets. The, Bailey doesn't see this. Mm-hmm. Bailey gets the cover. One, two, three. Bailey's the winner. Bailey's going to go in, but Jax is furious. As you would be. Alexa Bliss is like, I don't have to face Jacks anymore, mm-hmm. and then runs off. Jax destroys Bailey. Oh! Because she's just she's just enraged, so she really really uh, kills out Bailey. And afterwards, Bliss is bragging backstage. She's like, "I'm a genius. I don't have to face Jacks anymore." And she just took out the other person in the match, so I only have to worry about Sasha Banks now. Uh, Kurt Angle comes over and says, "No, no, no, no. You haven't. It's now a four way." Oh, ba- oh, so Bliss is Bliss, Bliss is trying point. to be evil, but you know we like baby face general managers here. Yeah. So uh, it's it's now a fatal four way at SummerSlam uh, later. Corey and Bailey pass each other backstage and says, "That's what happens when you play it straight." You know, you could have, it could have worked, but you could just got beaten up for your efforts, mm-hmm. and he kind of cheated, uh, in uh, indirectly. So, in the actual Summerslam match, Bailey's still really injured and taped up from the Nia Jacks beatdown, and as it starts, everyone goes for Bliss. By the way, I should have mentioned it. It's not a fatal four-way; it's a four-way elimination match. <laughs> cool. Everyone goes for Bliss immediately because they're all annoyed at her. Bliss is a, eliminated within the first couple of minutes. Nice. We're immediately going to have a new champion, uh, but Bailey is is sort of injured in the in the happening. So she, like really injured, like one of those knees to the the head on the side mm. uh, by the barricade. Corey throws down his headset and says like Look, I can't watch this." Helps. Bailey to the back uh, because it was a similar injury that ended his own career to the head concussions. Of course, like her or not, I don't want to see it happen to Bailey. So Corey helps the EMTs carry Bailey out. So Sasha and Jacks the only two left in the ring, and they have a brutal match, quite similar to their long what was that? The Raw main, events. The raw the, main the event. The Raw main event. The gauntlet. The gauntlet match. Yeah, especially because uh, Bliss attacked Banks after the elimination mm-hmm. when Bliss was eliminated. So trying to over so Sasha's trying to overcome the beast. Eventually Bailey hobbles down to help her best friend, covered in bandages, still selling the head injury. She push and she's got like a-, a neck brace on as well. She pushes Jax's leg away from the ropes. Mm. Uh, so Banks has got Jax in the bank statement. Naya Jax is trying to get over to the ropes. She gets her foot on the ropes, but Bailey pushes the foot off and then Jax taps. She can't take it anymore. Because she bit.
3: thinks that She's got the foot of the ropes anyways, it was okay for her to tap.
2: Well, it, it's actually a callback to the Charlotte match in Fast Lane. Remember when Banks came out yes. and did the same thing for Bailey? Very nice. Uh so that happens. Banks celebrates. She's made Jack's tap. She thinks she's won. She doesn't know Bailey was involved. Bailey gets uh in the ring behind her and removes the <sighs> neck brace, removes all the bandages. And Corey is now screaming on a headset, like, that's just how we planned it. Come on, Bailey. Come on, <laughs> Bailey, pinner. And uh, Sa- Sasha Banks, Bailey looks reluctant, though. Mm. Sasha Banks turns round, belly to Bailey. Bailey's the new heel champion with Corey Graves as the kind of Bobby, uh, Bobby Heaton. Bobby, Bobby Heenan. Bobby Heenan. <laughs> Bobby <talking>. Heenan. <laughs> I don't know the Bobby Heenan uh, manager sort that would happen if the whole Kurt Angle storyline went the way I wanted it to as well. Uh, So Bailey cuts a heel promo the next night. She changes up her ring gear. She walks out. She pops the inflatable tube. Nice. Love it. Uh, Graves becomes obsessed with the belt and interferes in matches for Bailey's benefit. Nothing physical. You don't want a man. Punching a lady mm-hmm. uh, on WWE, but just a bit know, of tripping, yeah, a bit of tripping, grabbing, grabbing the foot when they bounce off the ropes, uh, and gets her out of title defenses. So Bailey isn't defending the title because uh, he just loves being close to the gold. They do some fun skits of Corey and Bailey enjoying the high life. You know, some photo mm-hmm. shoots but Bailey, you know, she's she's out of place. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really fit in there. Uh, but it builds up to a Survivor Series match where Banks finally gets her revenge. Corey keeps postponing the fight, but he can't do it any longer. He's been banned from ringside. <gasps> this happens on the go home show the Survivor Series. Uh, Kurt's like, "You're not going to be at ringside. It's just going to be Banks versus Bailey." a two man commentary booth yeah perish, yeah, perish wow, the I thought. didn't even think of that <laughs> bring in percy watson so <laughs> we need to we need to make these numbers look right so there's a, there's an in ring segment and Graves is like you've done so well since you come under my wing bailey but i'm not convinced you know how to be bad if if you're really if you've really got this killer edge there's a girl sitting at ringside called izzy go over there and tear up her. I still believe in Bailey. Sign. Uh oh. So Bailey gets out, goes over to rip up the sign. She's gonna do it. Izzy's looking at her like welling up, and she can't bring herself to rip it. Corey gets out and does it for her. Mum slaps him, and Bailey, out of instinct, just slaps the mum back. <gasps> yeah. And now Bailey's like, what have I become? And and Graves like, suddenly looks sceptical of Bailey. So at the Survivor Series match, uh, Banks and Bailey really go at it. They have a full-on grudge match. Bailey is definitely more aggressive in the ring because that's what she's learnt. But there are a few times where she could cheat but doesn't. You know, like the usual Mm -hmm. get him into the the corner, I'm going to let you come out. Or she's down on the ground, could keep grounding and pounding, and I'm going to let you up. Mm -hmm. So you're sort of like, huh, Bailey's kind of, she's gone into the darkness and now she's come out the other end stronger and with the bit. That made her noble and mm-hmm. um, fighting from before. Uh, she, she let, yeah, Banks, Banks, skeptical. The finish comes when everyone and the ref is down. Corey runs in, even though he's banned from ringside. WWE security suck. He hands Bailey to use the that he hands Bailey the belt to use on Sasha, and Bailey just throws it back at him, says no. So Graves then hands it to Sasha, and Banks turns heel oh. on Bailey. And now Bailey's a babyface again, hopefully rebuilt, and she's got a heel Banks to go up against, and that's really where everyone should be. You want a really good Bailey babyface and a heel Sasha Banks. Oh, that was long. Sorry, guys. <laughs> it was that was a long one. Whose fantasy booking warfare did you like the most? There's a poll that has just appeared above my head. Sorry, I was going to say I really
3: liked yours. I thought it was very good. Oh, thank so, you so nice much. Some nice moments in thank there. Thank you. Quite a lot of similar. Because I was going to go down the. Uh, embrace the hate uh, that was my initial mm. um, direction I was going down but I think I, we actually said I was going in one direction I couldn't make that direction work which is why I then switched it up and went the other way but I liked how there was quite a lot of parallels yeah yeah what is, but we're smart guys we're there's, smart a, there's guys. a smart there's way a smart to way do way this so we, we... Bo- we both went for that double turn option yeah. as well whereas like mine is, looks like Banks is going to be the one that turns heel because she's been cheating all this time but actually it's Bailey that turns yeah. heel and yours it's like this is, ta- this is Bailey's time to go fully heel I loved that reveal of Sasha, that was great Thanks uh, The the original path I was
2: going down Was uh, Bailey and Corey Graves Becoming like a sickly Biker couple <laughs> <laughs> And I was just like I got so far down this route and I just thought This is awful Where have I gone? So, like, I got tra- backtracked I was like oh, I'm going slightly different direction yeah. Push through uh, But yes, the poll is now above my head So vote in there who you think had the better uh, fantasy booking warfare scenario, myself or Luke. But that's all we've got time for today, so click the videos that have just appeared over Luke's face to catch up with the latest Wrestle Ramble or Wrestle Talk news. This has been Luke Owen, I've been Ollie Davis, and that was Rambling!
1: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more